Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back. Now the podcast NBA edition. Uh, this is episode 15. Um, how y'all doing out there? Great. Man, it's happening. This is this shit's real. Uh, NBA's back. Now the podcast is back. Uh, Nossin's Pizza's back. <laughs> Even though, we, you know. Oh, man. They're always there. They never left. They never left. It's so, always there in our hearts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're back. We're going to jump right into this, man. Um, all right. I am Panda Vinci, and I'd be sipping a big-ass, uh, at least, I don't know, 16 ounces of coffee. It's not getting me where I need to be, but uh, working on it. <laughs> I am Karan, and I be in, literally in my closet, sitting in the middle of my closet. Damn, straight up Michael Jackson style. Karan's in a self-imposed timeout. Yeah, you know. And uh, I am Darren, and I be ready to get back into this, man. I missed it. I'm glad this ball is back. It's kind of weird. It's it's weird. Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna be straight it's up about that. But I'm, happy. I'm happy it's back. All right. Um, so we're going to go right into um, our takeaways take from that, this take weekend. That, take that, take that, take that, take and I got the Raptors, that. man. I think they showed they showed everyone. I mean, people who are paying attention, which is not many other than Drake and a few others, um, that they're <laughs> they're still champs, man. Like they they've got a they got a little squad and. I mean, they got depth. They have uh, a lot of weapons and just consistently do what they do, man. And they're well coached and they definitely showed it against the Lakers. I think they were eager to show it against the Lakers. And man, they have a great uh, coach. Yeah, possibly a damn final. That could be a finals preview. I mean, like that's, I would almost, 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 almost lean on likely. Really? Finals. Yeah, that's, that's preview. tough. That's tough. I don't like the matchup. I'll say this. I do not. <laughs> I said it in our little group uh, yeah. group text, but I do not like that matchup for the Lakers. For the Lakers? I don't. It's just, it's they have a lot of, the Raptors, they're long. They're very smart. They're the anti-Lakers. Uh, they're athletic. They're like the anti, yeah, they are the anti-Lakers in, in yeah. certain aspects. And I think the loss of Avery Bradley is going to be, That's. I didn't think it was going to be something. But to be without Rajon Rondo and Avery Bradley, I think that's yeah. that's gonna that's not gonna be it's gonna be tough. You needed one or the other. Man. Yeah, so that's what I got. And I, I just wanted to bring it up because I've talked about them all season and say, hey, look out, guys. They've kind of been playing some crazy some I think one of the best games I've seen this year was them and the Bucks. Uh I don't know, it was like a few weeks into the season. Oh, and yeah, I was that like, was a great game. Oh, man. Yeah. So this that needs to be another uh, playoff edition of that. All right. What you got, Karan? My thought is the Houston Rockets. Hey. I actually think that what they're doing might be okay. Now, <laughs> high praise from Karan. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they yeah. Might be okay. <laughs> they might be okay. Yeah. Now, you sound like someone this, trying to like dance around a spider, thinking about killing it, but not really. Well, this is the deal. This is the deal. Like the the rebounding margins are always going to be way in the negative, which means yeah. oh, they yeah. have to they have to hit those threes. So, like last night, they played right. They played against the Bucks last night. They pulled it out late. Uh, Giannis had a bad turnover, and that kind of really put the game away. Um, but Giannis dominated, you know, outside of that that particular play at the end. He dominated like 99% of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so did Brooke Lopez, you know, and Chris Middleton played well. Now, the deal with the Rockets is it looks like, I'm going to give praise in one, two directions here. A, it looks like that five-out offense is going to work for Westbrook. Um, that's, that's going to be, he's going to be the main beneficiary. Um, 
because Harden is going to do whatever he does anyway. The other part of it is that Harden is, I have to give him credit where it's due, he's a better defensive player than he used to be. He just is. And so that I think that's the thing that's going to help them because now you have five guys who can play defense. And as long as they're, you know, Jeff Green and um, House and Tucker is making those are making those corner threes. Yeah. Man, they're gonna it's gonna it's, they're gonna be a tough out, and they're they're nasty. I think that's the other thing. They have a kind of a nastiness. They're very feisty. They they look like little dog in them. They look like they've been there. Um, and they, man, they're doing all this coming from behind and playing like crap and looking like they don't belong half the time. You know what I mean? Right. So they're so they're kind of the same Rockets that we've been seeing. But what what's your takeaway there? My takeaway is, is John Morant. And, you know, we've talked about him like quite a bit on the show. And, you know, he's still just as exceptional, as dynamic as he was at the start of the season. But, man, just some of these early games, he's gotten better. Yeah. Which is a lot for a rookie. He's gotten better over, you know, these couple of months where people, well, where, where the league hasn't been playing ball. And, you know, you just watch him out in the open. You know, he runs wide. He creates visibility and creates passing lanes. He always takes the right angle to the basket. He's always just at, you know, a higher energy level than everyone else. Like he, again, we've talked about it, but I think he has the potential to be like an all-time, all-time great already. Mm -hmm. It's very evident that he's a cut above. The only thing that bothers me about him is the recklessness with his body. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, like, man. Uh, he stares it's me. Just like, it's just like, bro, you came right before Russ. You came right before D. Rose. Like, yeah. Do you see? Like, It's, you know, it's the real greats. They have a way of going 100%, but not going all out. Like, they go all out, but in a way that's contained. Sure. Like Braun. And I don't think he's figured out how to reel that in yet, how to maintain his body and still be just nasty out there. Well, you're leading me to that point because I, I wanted to bring when LeBron was young, he was similar. Like I think he was just he was gifted athletically and he was definitely he was definitely savvy, which Ja is. I mean, he is savvy, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, like just game time situations, he's he knows what he's doing. Yeah, his instincts are already there. Right, right, right. But um, yeah, I think it's when you're that gifted physically, it, it kind of has to catch up to your game. You know what I mean? Um, and then it, you kind of slow down, and it becomes then it turns into finesse, right? Yeah, you always you always hear those game those guys saying like, you know, it was maybe like my third or fourth year, the game started to slow down for me. Oh yeah, and like LeBron was the same way because I remember he. There's times where it felt like he was just an alien borrowing that body. You know what I mean? And then um, after a while, he kind of he kind of realized, oh, I can hone these powers. You know what I mean? Um, and that's right. when he became right. LeBron, like LeBron, LeBron. Well, right now, Ja is not playing well. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> well, oh, like right, now, right now? The Grizzly. Like right now, right now, he's not playing that great. He's, oh. he's playing okay, but... Yeah, they they're in like kind of a a situation right now where they really need to beat the Pelicans. Well, that's what makes the A seed so interesting, man. Conversely, Zion is playing great. Yeah, see now you got me wanting to throw up the game. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, just the bubble, guys. What do y'all think about the bubble? Like, it's what does it look like? What do y'all how y'all feel about it? It's like basically AAU basketball. I mean, that's kind of how I, it's like high, the highest level AAU basketball. You know, it's everybody playing on more or less the same courts. It's just your squad against their squad. Yeah. There's no fans. There's not going to be any sort of like home court advantage of any sort. You're just kind of out there and you just have to do the thing. You can't depend on any sort of, you know, energy like you would. Right. You know, so I think it's going to work kind of in two ways. A, the home court situation, obviously the fans are, are not going to be there. I think you're going to see the depth be sort of, I don't know. Like I think that's going to be the big question because usually on the, on, you know, what happens for, you know, role players for championship level teams, 
or for most teams, when they're on the road, they don't play as well. When they're at home, they usually they t- typically play well, right? So if you don't have a home or away, so <laughs> how do you you know? So where is that going to shake out? So I think um, that's going to be to me the big takeaway from 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 team to team. Yeah, so it kind of gives you almost that uh, um, tournament vibe, you know, like the NCAA tournament. Uh, yeah. As far as like, no one's got like a home court advantage. Just you know, obviously they they pump in sound effects, but that these players don't think of it that way. I mean, it's just kind of like, uh, I it's just I like it, man. I mean, from everything I've seen visually, it's great. I like the idea of having like virtual fans. Like at first, I was kind of like, oh, what? But you know, after looking at some of these games, I think it's cool. You can find little people in the stands, whatever. I need to f- find out how to do that. I like it, man. I I think they're competing. I think it's got real NBA feel. I I mean, and I and there is an advantage, like you said, for some of these players who they don't uh, they don't normally operate on that high level. You know, like they nut up. You know, when it's time to right yeah. time to yeah. right yeah, and then the crowd can get in their heads or whatever. I like it. And I'm enjoying it. It's again, I'm just being completely transparent. It's still a little weird. I don't think it has that that kind of innate NBA thing that makes you know right. live games, live games. It doesn't doesn't have that. The virtual fans thing is like for me, it's just kind of whatever. It <clears throat> it doesn't really make a difference either or actually for me. Um it, the yeah. tempo seems a little different. Um, and, and, and I don't know if it actually is different or if it's just, you know, we're seeing the game without all the optics. It feels a little faster. Right. Um, which, you know, kind of makes it a little bit chaotic at times. It doesn't seem as paced and not just fast breaks, but transition, um, defense, half court sets, defense. Yeah. It, 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 um, it definitely seems faster, um, which is, which is kind of interesting. And we've been seeing, you know, team score you know, more points than they do on average. Um, so I'm assuming that's because it's a little bit faster, but also because the refs are kind of holding their whistle a little bit more um, just because I, I think they want to let the players kind of get into a rhythm and, and get their, you know, kind of get their bearings a little bit. But it's been interesting. It seems like every game I watch is, is different. And, and, you know, from a grander sense, like some games I watch and it's like, oh, man, this is a great game. And then there's another game that I'll watch and it'll be a good game but i won't enjoy it um so i don't know i'm still kind of figuring out you know what i love about it and what i don't i think the defenses are in front right now and there's longer rebounds there's more rebounds being had because they're just missing more because the defense is a little little bit better and you know the defense i mean i think that's the reason why you're seeing these high scores Mm -hmm. is because there's just more opportunities and they're just pushing 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 but they're missing because they're closing out pretty well, but you're getting these long rebounds. And so they're, you know, so I, I think the, that that'll kind of simmer down, you know, the yeah. next few yeah. games that'll kind of, but cause if you're taking the ball out of the basket, it's going to be inherently, it's going to inherently obviously slow down the game. You know, if yeah. you're, you're always taking it out after a made basket, better quality shots, it's going to be slower. So I, I think with certain teams like the Rockets and the Mavericks, like I think I said the other day where they were playing basically both sides were playing five out basketball. And I think they scored like 140 something, 130 something, 140 something points a piece or something like that. I know yeah, at least in the like 130s. 300 points in that game. I God. think it was 143 to 149. Right. So that's just going to be inherent in something. That's going to be somewhat of an outlier because that's yeah. just what they do. But I think right. the other teams, and I think even them, I think they'll start coming down better shots, better execution in the half court. Um, so I, I think you'll you'll have better games and less chaos. Yeah, and it, it's interesting how, you know, the game is more in the player's head now uh, as, as opposed to it, you know, being valuable for us. Like in the playoffs, you know, these are nationally televised games. They're on at different times. The stands are packed. The crowds are louder. So we feel that intensity, you know, because of the optics around the game. Now in the playoffs, it's just in the players' heads. Nothing else changes. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just really them knowing that the stakes are higher. 
Right. Right. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think it. I think it breaks it down to true basketball. Um, and I, I don't know. I definitely prefer the real thing, you know. But for what we got, I mean, look, it works. I mean, the fact that they got zero, zero positive tests since, what, late July? I want to say the 20th or something. They haven't had any positive tests. And, you know, everything that they've set up, they have everyone situated and it's working. I mean, they're playing real games. Yeah. And, you know, you can, you can pick and poke at whatever little things, but, like, this is happening. You know what I mean? Like, I can't see any other league pulling this off, even even though MLB's trying. I mean, I don't see how they actually pull it off. It's just too many, too many players. I think it's just too much. Yeah, too many players. They're actually traveling. And, and how do you keep them all, uh, you know, contained or whatever? Do whatever they want to do, Lou Williams style. But like, uh, <laughs> I knew, I knew he was gonna get it up in there. At least I slipped it in there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. I think it's kind of incredible how they thought of everything, and and it's just it's just working. And 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 as far as testing goes, they kind of had a, I don't know. They definitely probably have a guilty conscience because everyone's like, how are all these NBA players getting tested and regular people can't get tested? So they did something really cool is where they uh, they're giving back to, you know, a lot of the communities and definitely Orlando, like free testing. Um, so that's something the NBA has been doing. And I think that's pretty cool. The NBA is always, always steps ahead of every other league, man. They, they know the optics and whatnot. And, you know, they want to protect the brand. And obviously, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, you know, that's that's a whole nother thing. Uh, that's living and breathing, you know, with these games here. I guess they talked about it even before the games started. Uh, and that's, you know, who's going to stand, who's not going to kneel or whatnot, right? And uh, there's people saying, you know, don't just just let this play out. Let everyone speak their mind or whatever. And then obviously the Jonathan Isaac thing seemed to have caught everyone's attention and there was other players right that that didn't kneel or it, it wasn't as pronounced i guess i don't know what it was and I, I think that was the first game i i believe like in the bubble so what happened was everyone has a black lives matter shirt and and everyone's kneeling and they do something unique and special for the national anthem um i've seen several different renditions of it but uh so apparently he just he kept his jersey on and he stood. He didn't kneel. And so people, you know, were going after him and whatnot. And he gave his explanation. So what do y'all think of his explanation? Darren. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, first off, before I get into his explanation, I want to say that what Jalen Brown said was perfect. So what Jalen Brown said after the game, how he broke down racism and the foundation of it and the anthem, everything he said was perfect. That's right. It was literally perfect, word for word. Now, getting to Jonathan um, Isaac, what he said wasn't wrong. I I just personally don't agree with how he went about it. I, I, I think he wanted to say something, and what he wanted to say was that you know, kneeling isn't going to change systemic racism. Wearing a T-shirt isn't going to change systemic racism. And he needed to stand up so he would have a platform to explain himself and pass on that message. So I get why he did what he did. Again, I just don't think that was the right way of going about it because he kind of made himself a spectacle to get that point across. And, you know, not kneeling or not wearing the shirt no one who kneeled or wore the shirt is combative to that theory that you have and in, in, in that what you're saying. Everybody is on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no one's against you in that. They're just, you know, going about it a, a, a different way. But, you know, traveling the same path. Okay. So I'm going to jump in before Quran so he can take it and run with it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I... I I see exactly the point he made and I kind of see why he did it that way. Um, 
But I could also see, man, I always do this. I always, but the, I don't know. I guess the way I operate is I could see both sides of it. So he could have shown true solidarity and all that and just kind of been like, and that's, that's really the main thing, right? Is that's why everyone's doing it is to show solidarity, but like, uh, or whatever their motivations are. But I think he, he made a good point when he got to speak about it is like, it's, it's a valid point. Um, it's not everything and it's not necessarily saying he's going to do more than wear a shirt or kneel. You know what I mean? But like, but he did make a point that like, this has to be bigger than, uh, just a, a gesture. You know what I mean? Like things need to really happen. And that's the definite truth. I mean, like we need to see that, like, uh, I hate to say it, but it just sounds like all these, even like the media is just like, it's like they were just ready to move past this. And that's like, that's just not cool because that's not what this is all about is, you know what I mean? So it's like when it's like make, making kneeling the subject and then kind of moving on, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Look, I think he made it, um, he made it sort of, and I get it. He made. I understand what he was saying. I I, I even understand the kind of sort of the religious part of it, right? Um, what I don't like is kind of what Darren said. He kind of made a spectacle of what had happened to yeah. get his point across. So it ended up being selfish, right? Right. So it's like okay, so like to, like to stand out, right? To stand out, okay, like. And look, it's cool. Like I'm not. I mean, I think my more of my issue is I don't have an issue with what he said because I think, like what Jalen said and what some other players said at the end of their game, you know, he's not wrong because there's as long as we're all on the same road, we don't have to be in the same car to get there. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, long, we just right. need to get down that road. We as long as we're going in the same general direction. It's a, it's a destination. It's a, it's a destination. Yeah. It is. It is not a way you get there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. That part of it, I, I'm gonna let them, you know, I'm gonna let them cook, right? Mm-hmm. The part I don't like are these people. Okay, so Jonathan got hurt. Man, okay. of course, the yeah. very next game, he ends up, you know, basically, it looks like he's gonna he tore his ACL. He did tear it. You know, he came down. It was already a bad knee. I think it was a knee that he had already torn. He had already torn his ACL with. Yeah. Um. Before same knee. So people, of course, went on social and. Oh, well, mm-hmm. you should have took that knee. Well, that knee was taken away from you now. So, now, you know, it's all kinds of foolishness. Like, yeah. it, it's People just, so, that was, yes. so fucking mean. Yes. I mean, that was unnecessary. People are you dirty, see the dude man. Is hurt. He's hurt. He's literally hurt. Yeah. That's foul. I mean, like, sometimes I think this pandemic has brought the worst out of people. Like, the, just the, the trolling aspect is like at an all time high. Like, people are just like, they're becoming like avatars of themselves. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just, I feel like that all this whole COVID shit's done that to them. You know what I mean? Well, you're inside, you're inside. So now yeah, you, you're you kind of like you're empowered. You don't, you know, somebody's not fun to come to your front door. Cause nah. if you, if you had to go outside more and you were saying, talking that bullshit, <laughs> right? So, okay. So now you're inside the house and you feel that empowered to say, right, exactly. Exactly. Right. And then, you know, I think just hiding behind social media, it kind of it's kind of just stripping the humanity away from people. Yeah. You know, if you saw somebody in the streets, you know, with their with their knee blown out and they're a grown man who's, you know, six, eight, and he's screaming and crying and visible, mm-hmm. audible pain. You're right. going to have some compassion for that. But but they just see it as like some kind of like justified you know, like karma did that or something. And it's like, again, kind of going back to what Karan was saying or like, you know, it's the destination, man. Like, like really, people get so entrenched with this is what I want this person to do. And that's, that's not the way the world works. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Twitter is fucking sorry for that. Like, you know, people just want to sit back on their keyboards and, and pass judgment and say, this is, not how I would have done it and or whatever. Right. And it's like, uh, people just can't see the bigger picture right now. And, uh, that's what concerns me is like, 
again, the gesture itself is kind of, it could be debated, you know, one way or another, but it's small potatoes and to be nasty towards, you know, someone who makes their money and like has, wants to have a future in the, in the league, just, you know, had devastating injury. You know, I mean, it's as simple as that. You know, what it, what it did make me think about though, that I thought was interesting and, you know, I don't, I don't really have a, have an answer for this one way or another, but, you know, it made me, me think about, you know, a guy like Jonathan who, who's an NBA player. So people know him across the globe to a, to a certain degree. He's a millionaire, but he had to do that. Even as popular as he is, he has Jersey yeah. in the store with his name on the back, but sure. he still had to do that to have a platform to speak about something that he cared about. That's the way he had to go about it because he's not LeBron because he's not Chris Paul, because he's not, you know, this person. When have we ever person. talked about Jonathan Isaac? Oh, never, never. I mean, there's no reason <laughs> yeah, to talk about Jonathan exactly. Isaac. So in that aspect, it's kind of dope. You know, the fact that he he took his moment to kind of like. For sure. He made, he made it just another conversation about uh, the destination, like we were saying. And now, if he came off saying some ignorant shit or sound like Terry Crews, that'd be like a whole nother thing. Yeah, that would be one other thing. And yeah, you know, but man, I hope I hope he gets you know speedy recovery. Hope he you know is able to Absolutely. get back as soon as he can. But man, two ACL injuries, man, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's now tough. Let, let me ask this. Uh, I mean, this just popped in my head. Can you buy players' jerseys with their statements on it? Like, is that a thing, or would you have to get like a custom? I have no idea. That's actually a really good question. Because I've really been like wanting to do that. I don't know like if the it Spurs is jersey. Yeah. jersey. Yeah, I like I like Lonnie's, <laughs> the white one. The yeah. thing about that is, you know, if the NBA does go that route, which I think they should, man, they have to do that right in terms of where that money goes or a large portion of that money goes. Um, we'll do it. Uh, Adam Silver's pretty good about that, so I'm sure they will. But I think they're probably working out the logistics of that because they're yeah. not the NBA. You know, is a business. They're not going to miss out on that opportunity. I think yeah. what you could do is just like make it sort of a limited, a limited edition something, yeah. a very short run, and then yeah. you just price it a certain price point, and then you say half the money goes to, you know, whatever you know, social justice stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and you I just mean, do it like that. Right. Pick the pick the organizations in the city where if it's Orlando, pick yeah, you know, orgs in Orlando if it's Houston, so forth and so on. Um, it's right. a good way to do that, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they're working through it. Well, think about it. This is something that's happening at this place in time. This shit is historic, man. And, you know, just to, just to have a little piece of that history, I mean, that's the way I look at it. I mean, I'm, I've been watching these games with my daughter. You know what I mean? Like, she's sitting right. in my arms, and she's literally watching these games with me. And, no, she, uh, you were indoctrinating her. Don't don't make <laughs> it like she cares about basketball. She is how many months? <laughs> She uh, has not how it works. Three, three and a half, or uh, how many weeks know. that is? Bro, she oh, doesn't yeah, even know. Dude. She's on yeah. until she's eaten. <laughs> well, she cried when the Rosen missed a free throw, so that's all I know. Oh my god! Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> no, but just, to me, like this is something that we all have to kind of like. We have to remember this moment. You know what I mean? Like, and just in so many ways, like. 2020 has been a, a, a bitch, right? But like, there's all these little things that go with it. And it's not, you know, a lot of things I mean, for me personally, but like everyone has personal ties to this year. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so that, I would love to, yeah, I'd love to get my hands on something like that and just put it in the closet and say, yeah, I remember this happened. And like, dang, you know, you got that from then or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I w- I'd like to have one of those jerseys too, man. I bought, I know Karan did too, but we bought those little uh, Bleacher Report uh, shirts. Yeah, um, yeah. Little t-shirts, yeah. little t-shirts. Those are pretty cool. So that's kind of Yeah, like but a, they're not coming for like, what, three or four weeks or something like that? Oh, oh you, know, that's, you know, that's the hustle now. Like, yeah. you make a pre-order shirt, everything. Like a and you, you know, see how many order, pre-orders you get. And then you take that money, then go buy the materials, then you make And them. then go print them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. So they hadn't like, even print them shits yet. <laughs> yeah. No, they haven't. That pre-order game is the game. It is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, you can pr- you can order shirts uh same way. Now the podcast. Uh look for mm-hmm. us on uh 
That's tight. Redbubble. Yeah, look up Redbubble. You can get another podcast T-shirts. That simple. Any color, any size. You want a pillow? You can get a pillow. You want a whatnot? Just go get it. Get, you can get a whatnot. Get a whatnot. <laughs> we got those too. We got the. <laughs> <laughs> we got whatnots and we got uh, jump offs. Uh, <laughs> all right. So there's been some good games, man, already. Like uh, just, you know. Off, well, they knew what they were doing with the scheduling too, but um, for sure, w- uh, night the first night we got to see Zion in action for a whole fifteen minutes worth, and then um, we saw LA versus LA, which is you know the NBA is hanging its hat on that for sure. Man, Paul George is Ooh, man so good, <laughs> man. Like, oh my god, he is he's a, an amazement. He's just like so that guy's good. Good, yeah. He looks like he had played. <laughs> basketball every single day since the started, and he's just been busting ass every single yeah. day and he's just like no rust i mean it's he's crazy. the ideal looking basketball player like i mean i don't if you can clone him that's what you want i mean yeah maybe you would yeah. you you want and Kawhi's you, fingers maybe i'm gonna say but, you're saying that and he's on the team with Kawhi. <laughs> exactly right. exactly right but it's just more uh, He's a little bit taller, isn't he? He's so fluid. Yeah, he's definitely taller. He's like two inches taller than Kawhi. Yeah, so that's why. I mean, he's. That's what the is thing. he it's about? Scotty's size. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. That's the thing. And it's the fluidity. Like everything is one motion. Everything. Oh, he is makes it look like, easy, dude. Yeah. Dude, it's just so imagine good. if you never had that that bad injury, man, ripping his leg. Oh, in we, half. we. Yeah, I mean, if he hadn't, I don't know. It's hard to tell, but I think. You have just like I think he would just got here a year faster. He'd have gotten to where he is right now just a year faster, right? Well, right, you know, right. That's that's kind of the interesting thing too. Like I wonder if his Pacers team would have been able to beat like LeBron, he? who was the Jordan of the East at that point. Like My Reggie Miller team beat almost beat Jordan's Bulls in ninety eight. Nah, I don't think uh. so. I don't think so because you, he still he still uh, hit up Roy Hibbert's girl, so it, it still wouldn't. Have- <laughs> <laughs> that's the main thing. He smashed right here with his girl, then took him fishing yeah. and told him about it. Yeah. yeah, he's not a good teammate. He's not a good teammate. So I don't know. And then Hibbert went fishing <laughs> after that. Oh, his career was over after that. He <laughs> yeah. never recovered. That dude yeah. was an all star. He was an all star. And it just when like, your teammate smashed the girl. You can't really feel like an all star anymore. <laughs> nah, he was he was Everybody. arguably the best player in that series. Yeah, oh, they couldn't do or more, most important player. He was dominating. Like he was like yeah. they don't have no, you know, who's the big at that time? Was it I guess U D and uh, like Joel Anthony? You yeah, know, yeah. so there was nobody that was gonna hold him. Oh damn. <laughs> I mean that uh, people forget that though, how good yeah. for like a hot minute. Roy Hibbert was probably the top two or three centers in the NBA. For yeah. sure. For like for a sure. hot minute, and then all of a sudden the whole Paul George thing, and it was just like Well, that series solidified that's that. Tough. More I think about how wild that is. Of the LA teams, like the power rankings recently came out, and I think the Lakers were number one, which yeah. you know, you don't really have a big issue with that. I have some issues with their scoring, but that's a whole other thing. But like of those two LA teams, right now, who's who's better? Throw the rankings out from what you've seen, who's better? Clippers. Oh, Clippers. At the first two games right now, at like It's a better team. Yeah, they're just they're better, for sure. Yeah. Because once you get Harold back. And then once you get Lou Williams back, I mean, they're, they're, it's going to be, man, look, man, they're going to be hard to beat. Now He's going to have glitter on him and shit. Now, the thing, right. <laughs> now, this is the thing. This is the thing about glitter it, right? Glitter off your boy. It sounds cool, but if you looked at the Clippers during the season, like, I can, I'm, you know, the the talent level from top to bottom is, is scintillating. It's It looks great on paper. Mm-hmm. When you actually watched them during the season, though, it didn't always work out. It no, just didn't. You're right. It didn't. Right. So it's hard to tell. And only one person can put the ball in the hoop at a time. You know, it's not like you can put all these guys and it's going to make that sort of a difference. So it's hard to tell. Against the Bucks, like they didn't look that good because the Bucks were super organized and Giannis was being Giannis. He was dominating them. There's nothing they could right. do. There's they didn't have no players that could do anything. Giannis did what, exactly what he wanted. So, and same with yeah. LeBron when uh, towards the, right before the break, 
LeBron killed. I mean, LeBron was just out here treating them like they little kid, treating them like uh, children. Everybody. He was everybody. killing everybody. Kawhi, Paul, it didn't matter who was guarding him. He was yeah. like, I'm definitely better than you. You cannot do mm-hmm. nothing about this. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see how that how that works out in a few games down the line. So for me, I think it's when I think of it, it's literally just a war of attrition. And uh, yeah, Clippers just have if if you're Doc, you have the best problem in the world. Like like all these players, like you have to kind of work them in at the right times. Like if he can if he can do that right, they're they're gonna win, man. I mean, like yeah. Yeah. If you can you can define the right times to give these guys rest and the right times to keep your scoring in there and but there's defense like all over the place. Yeah. And then they picked up um what's his name? Uh Morris. Yeah. And uh and it's just like you just keep plugging in these guys like I don't know, man. It, it just just if you look at the roster and you look at what's expected of them, they're just it, it, they have a fi- they have eight games to play before the playoffs, and then that's when they need to figure it out. I mean, right, right. now they they don't look super great, you know, first game, whatnot. And but Lakers went out there; they kind of feel like, yeah, we let's prove a little something, but we don't necessarily have to win right now either. You know what I mean? Right. If I get those, like you said, Panda, I think you nailed it. If he figures out those lineups, he figures out best combinations, and you, you know, you cut that playoff roster down to. I mean, it's gonna be tough to cut it down to eight. Yeah, right, yeah. right. They got too much, man. It's a lot of talent on that team. You're talking about a guy like Reggie Jackson that might not get run in the playoffs. Yeah, that, right. and he shouldn't. <laughs> he really shouldn't, unless unless guys are like struggling to score. I mean, but, th- but imagine that though. Reggie Jackson could start for a few teams in the NBA right now. Absolutely, absolutely. He's on the end of Those, their bench, so yeah. it's, it's incredible. And Lakers don't have much of a bench. Like, nah, I mean, they don't. It's not it's not far off before J.R. Smith is in there and um or or Deion Waiters. Yeah, that's the only thing about about the Lakers for me, man. You got you got bonehead dudes, <laughs> man. You just gotta Dude, it's almost like an all star bonehead play. It's like you got you got JR, Dwight. you got Dion, you got Dwight, and you got Kuzma. Yeah. Like of those JaVale. four guys, you're gonna get two or three bad possessions for each of them. Yeah. Depending on how many minutes they get. Like, I think you have, like, a Shaq and a full all-star, like, <laughs> You got squad. JaVale, too. Yeah. So, I mean, JaVale is more refined ah. now. He's a much better player. But, like, if three of oh, those yeah. guys give you two bad possessions, six bad possessions in a really tight game, and you lose every time. Every mm-hmm. time. LeBron's going to have a heart attack. LeBron's going to have a heart attack. Yeah, but you know what? Um yeah, and plus uh, Lance Stevenson, man, they were just uh, if they could just head on to him. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! You know what? If it, he would get minutes right now, I think he would. Yeah. Well, the thing about about Lance though is like low key. I mean, he's a knucklehead, but low key, he's a really, really good defender. He's a defender, exactly. Absolutely. So I would. I, if I'm the Lakers, I probably would want him. The thing about. Um, you know, it's just like I'm watching the Lakers in these first couple of games and Dion's doing things and JR's making shots, but they're making bad shots. Like they're making yeah. hard, <laughs> they're making bad shots. Yeah. So when it, when it counts, and it's just like, man. They're they're leaning so heavy on LeBron and AD, like just heavy, heavy, heavy. Well, LeBron seems to be kind of like He's down for it. Let me see what's going on here. Well, because he's not being aggressive to score the ball right now. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. In either of the two games, he's not he's not looking to score twenty five. Like he could. Yeah. He can just go out there and you know lower his shoulder and score twenty five if you any game. Yeah. Any on gets any opponent, it doesn't matter. But he's right. not even trying to score right now. So I'm try, I'm interested in what his his mindset is right now in terms of yeah. what he's on this team. I guess. I feel like he's trying to see what they're going to do in certain situations, and he's just kind of letting it go because he doesn't seem worried at all. Mm-mm. No, you can see just in game one, man. Like he kind of, you know, that's how you test the waters. It's like, okay, we got the the Clippers on deck. Let me just uh, go ahead and end this game myself. You know what I mean? And that's what he did. Like he went out there and he he got that crazy bucket just off of hustling, and then yep. um, and then he came back and made two stops. You know, 
Oh yeah, that's right. On the best that's players. Right. Yeah. Oh, he, he put he had, he had him in jail. That's what he yeah, did. He, he had was him jailed. Yeah. Kawhi looked like, you know, your little brother, you know, when you're playing twenty one and like you oh, just kinda yeah. Yeah, he just kind of in his head. He and had shit. him in, and he had him in like flux. Like Kawhi's oh, yeah. face, that, that reaction was just like, "Oh no, oh yeah. no!" <laughs> oh, hey, you know, it's Jesus funny. Christ, it's funny. Me. It's funny because I don't. You know, you were saying that like we were talking about it offline, of course, as it was happening, and you're like, "That's not really what he does." But I'm like, LeBron man, hard to get around. Like, Absolutely. I think people forget LeBron no. is a really big dude and he's really fast. Yeah. And he's hard to get around. No, but on, well, on a real, like, Kawhi, he's, he ain't scared of nobody. He's already, he's faced LeBron plenty of times and twice oh, in the yeah. finals. Yeah, I he mean, has no reason to be afraid. When he starts moving his feet and just, you know, he's really dialed in, it don't matter yeah. who it is, really. Right, right. They're not, they not scoring. They're not Kawhi scoring. didn't look like a hundred percent like he normally does, even though he played a really great game. It was it was Paul George that was standout. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh Paul Paul just man. That was nasty, man. Like he was just kind of yeah, just was great. <laughs> he he should have been the hero of that game, dude. Like he literally LeBron stole it from him. He did. But um yeah there's been there's been other good games. Like we saw obviously we were talking about earlier the uh Lakers and Raptors kind of gave you a little Little clue into a few things there, but uh, Cal Lowry doing the damn thing, yeah, man. That dude, he's carrying over that swagger from last year, man. Yeah, he still got that little, that little championship sheen on him a little bit. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna, I don't think they're gonna beat Milwaukee. Boston no. doesn't look as impressive as I thought they would, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I, th- I see Boston, Boston yeah. slipping off a little, Philly. Well, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see what happens with them because it's weird. Like it's a little too late for them to be trying to make adjustments, but they're still making adjustments. I don't know. The East is is a little crazy. I like watching the East. Like there's some good teams, uh, but like it, it's got to be down to Milwaukee and Toronto. I would say. Yeah, actually, actually didn't get a chance to watch Philly yet. I know Joel had a really big game. Um, and he was arguing with some of his teammates on the sideline too. <laughs> They got some stuff on. Well, they're playing the Spurs tonight, so I'm about to click that on. Yep. Yep. So the Rockets, man, like, I literally when the first game we were watching was, uh, I think we were all in the group, and it was um, it was uh, Dallas and Houston, and we we're like, man, they just had them under the thumb, and it's like, okay, well, Dallas does what Houston does, but better, and that's the way we felt, kind of like watching it. And then, like, it just kind of slowly, slowly, you can see Dallas just fall back and kind of show who they are at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Well, yeah, I mean, to Karan's point, if the Rockets, who are known for nutting up on the road and in big games, don't have to worry about crowd reaction, atmosphere, traveling. Strip clubs. You know, time zones. If they don't have to worry about that and they can just – fill it up like they normally do without any of the optics, they stand to benefit from this more than most teams. We'll see. But all yeah. of the blockers that they've had in past years are gone. Yeah. The Rockets are no different than they have been, but only they like had a Mario mushroom. You know what I mean? Like, like there, there's even, you know, less rebounds and more shooting. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like a yeah, super I mean, nice version of, of themselves. So this is the 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 D'Antoni, like this is like basically his orgasmic experience right now, just being relived <laughs> over and over and over again. Like he's been waiting for a team to come along to where he can basically do what the Denver Nuggets of the '80s did, and yeah. just shoot the ball, shoot the ball, shoot the ball, shoot the ball. All threes. Yeah, they shot an NBA. It was sixty-two. Attempts was an NBA record. It tied an NBA record. Jesus it was like 62 Christ. or 61 or 62. Right. So they're going to be, be threatening to break that record every single game. And if they hit 45%, they can be, it's going to be hard to beat them. Right. It's going to be and hard to beat them. Again, they're not, they're not exerting a ton of energy on that offensive end. So with these guys that are really locked in defensively, like Covington and House, 
and Tucker and uh um um what's my man's name? Um Oh, Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore. Yeah, like they got these dudes who really want to play defense and they just, mm-hmm. you know, stand around hitting corner threes. Like if the Rockets can hold you at 100 points, and I know that sounds crazy, but they're going to score 115, 120. They can hold you to 100, 105. They're probably going to beat you. Yeah. yeah. But then you're going to have – literally by next week, we could be like, oh, I don't know what the hell's wrong with the Rockets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it could go like oh, that. Yeah. yeah, it typically does. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But that's that's why I say they're just a super supercharged version of who they already are, you know. We'll see how that works. I mean, this is going to be the ultimate test. I think they can get better fitting pieces next season. I mean, I think one person they should really go after is, <laughs> I hate to say it, is Davis Bertans. Really? He will be perfect. Oh, my God. Oh, to play God. center for them. I mean, it, it, it hurts my feelings. Well, but the reality, <laughs> the well, reality of it is paid. that he would be. Well, yeah, they're going to have somebody the problem- give him his money. And it's probably going to be Washington. I mean, shoot. Ain't no way I'm letting him get away. Nah. He's perfect. He's perfect for, today, for not today's like, league. Not like he, we did. I, I, I'm, that's <laughs> the reason why I'm upset. Yeah, because but, he's a really yeah. good defensive player, uh, interior defender, block mm-hmm. shots. He's athletic. He can get up and jump. He's athletic, yeah. And he can shoot the lights out. Yeah. I mean... If you were just to let him play per, on the perimeter, he's just deadly, and he's just his his. It's easy work for him. You know what I mean? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is how good da- you don't know it, but Davis Pertans is actually good enough to spend a little bit of time talking about. He's 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 really good. He plays for Washington. You just don't know it because he plays for Washington. Because he plays in Washington. But, <laughs> but yeah, but he's a young guy that people should be. You know, obviously Ja and Zion and all these guys, but he he's he's gonna be super scary. And Bo Bo, we ain't talked oh, about man. it. Oh, we'll oh, end it on some Bo Bo talk. Man, um, Bo Bo is going to be special. He's going to be special. Special? Okay. I agree. I think, I, well, I don't know. I, I may be the person that, I think he's going to be an all-star player. I think as soon as they get rid of Michael Porter and they push some of these people to the side mm. and, he, and he starts, <laughs> I think I think that, that day is coming. That day Bro. is coming. It may not be right now, but I think he's going to play in like he's going to start and he's going to oh, play. You're, you're trying to put the spotlight on look, him, huh? Look, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Bro, I, see, you I think bro, he's going to be. Bro, the, the, the predictions that you're making fighting against history for people his size. <laughs> exactly. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But I look at him. Uh, he might. I mean, he's already hurt his foot, right? So he's already broken his foot. So oh, the I mean, foot, the eyes the aren't aren't great. He's on borrowed time with the feet, right? No question. So, but I think. I mean, you know, there's other been other people smaller than him. Brandon Roy borrowed time, you know. So I think in the time that he actually is playing, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. he can do. I things. think he's gonna be special. I really do. Okay. Like Yao Ming. I don't mean like he's going to be good as Yao because Yao went to the Hall of Fame. But I think he's going to be a really exceptional player, a plus player every time he's on the court. Yeah, he's really fun. And I, you know, and that's just the best part. It's like, and, but it's not that he's not just a novelty. Like he's out there and he's, he's playing. Like he's, 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 he's pa- good. Yeah. He's passionate and he, you know, he wants to be good. And that's, that's what makes players like that good. But man, he's got a, it's a long road, man. <laughs> when you're that big, and um, you know, the the, yeah, the, the wisdom says, in yeah, a short amount of time, like right, you should, you should probably be playing 20 minutes a game, but you just got to go hard for like that 20 minutes. He can't be out there for 30 plus minutes a game. That's gonna be too yeah. much. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that's it. Week one, or well, not week one of the bubble. Um, we're uh, Getting back into this, uh, just doing the NBA talk. We're going to try and keep up with y'all every week and just recap what we're seeing going into the playoffs. And that'll be a whole nother ball of wax. Uh, I'm already excited for. Um, I think things are going great. And uh, about to go watch some more games now. And yeah. I don't know what else matchups there are this week. But, man, it's <laughs> I've been glued to the TV. 
Well, John Moran update, he's three for 14 with six points. Yo. (laughs) Five assists. (laughs) He's not playing well. Yeah. The the guy is a rookie. He's a rookie. (laughs) So it's it's like... What you what you want to see from rookies is like really not you just want to see what they got like and their potential. So he's got nothing but upside and that's scary. No, I'm only I'm playing around because obviously I've been a pro Zion proponent, you know, pro Zion guy and Zion is, you know, playing decent. And so I'm just I'm kind of playing around with that. John's going to be this is just one yeah. game. He's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I guess I should, I should be watching that game. Yeah, two two of the rookies. Yeah, um, turn into that. Yeah, that should be good. Uh, but yeah, both of those guys, they're gonna be their names are gonna be plastered all over the NBA. For well, we'll a long see about time. Zion. His Jordans keep coming off his feet. So I that saw that. Already, That's man, he, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Them Jordans, the Jordans aren't not be. He might need to do something else. It might be his damn feet. He's he's got some shoe issues, man. Like half of them be blowing up off his feet. Yeah, black Fred Flintstone out there. <laughs> just, just run barefoot, man. Stop cars with your feet. That foot break. You say Fred Flintstone with a fade. <laughs> man, he need to play in some Doc Martens or something. He need to play in something tough. <laughs> some black them, them non-slip Johns. <laughs> oh, yeah, black yeah. forces. He need those. Uh, he need those fast food shoes. Red wings. <laughs> <laughs> when you working in the kitchen, need the fast food. Yeah, that's what you need. Steel toe red wings. <laughs> Anyways, well, uh, it's good to be back. Uh, y'all keep checking on us, and uh, we got some new and exciting things coming. We're we're, we're retooling a little bit, and. Um, Shout out to Mike for helping us out, and uh, we're gonna get things uh, we can get things popping, man, with your help. So keep tuning in. Peace, peace. Now the podcast NBA edition.